You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. I am also the editor and publisher of bcbulletin.com. Thank you for listening. On today's show, we are going to look at the transfer portal for basketball as Boston College landed their first new player in this cycle. We're also going to talk a little bit about recruiting as Boston College football added a new commitment on Wednesday. We'll talk a little bit about who that player is and what he said to me because I talked to him earlier today. We're also going to look at the defensive backs for Boston College football and we'll get into the news as it was a busy day in Boston College news. To kick things off with the news, let's look at BC Baseball. The Eagles kicked off their week with a game against Merrimack on Wednesday at the Harrington Athletic Village. That is the name of the new baseball stadium, if you're not aware of that. It was a heck of a game for Boston College as they fell behind 8-0 early to a team of Merrimack that is honestly you know, a, a very under- um, they're, they're a much lower conference than Boston College. They shouldn't have been much into this game. But what Boston College did, they chipped away. They chipped away. It was like every inning there was a run here. There was a run there. They chipped away by scoring a single run in every inning from the third to the seventh and then took the lead on two wild pitches in the eighth inning. And so that was it. BC's pitching really kind of locked down after that first uh, couple innings and really looked... Solid, and you know there was a lot of different players that you didn't know. There were a lot, they were getting their um, BC debut. There was a pitcher, I believe, from Babson, who was a grad transfer, who saw his first uh, game experience. They don't have the the box score yet out, and I didn't get a chance to watch the game, so I can't give you the details on that. But it was you know it was a good win. Uh, obviously, you want to see the pitchers do a little better because again, that's been an issue for Boston College all year. Um, but they, they have the bats mashed again, and uh, that's where they're at. And now speaking of this group, uh, interestingly enough, one of the news that popped up today was a Baseball America's first tournament bracket. Their version of bracketology, kind of like what Joe Lenardi does for basketball on ESPN. And they had Boston College in as a two-seed in the Eugene, Oregon uh, bracket against U- uh, Oregon and I think Bryant, there was another team, I'm totally blanking on it. But, you know, good news, that's, that's good, especially after a rough couple of weekends in the ACC that they're still considered up there. You know, they got to start putting together some wins. And this weekend, they're going to have another big series. It's like one right after another. It's against Clemson. Now, you see Clemson, you immediately think, you know, you think of basketball, you think of football, you think good. Clemson baseball is struggling this year. And they sit at nine and nine, but they've lost four uh, four out of their last six ACC games, including getting swept by UNC and losing one out of three to Virginia Tech. So obviously they're a good team. Clemson's always a good baseball team, um, but they'll be playing a game, a three game series this weekend at uh, at Boston College. It's actually away game, so three games at BC. So check those out. We'll have some uh, analysis of those games as well next week. 
Tomorrow is BC's Pro Day for football. That means the NFL scouts from all 32 teams are expected to attend a workout at Chestnut Hill in the Fish House. This is only open to those personnel and, and selected media that are um, part of Boston College. So they're, they're on staff. Media will be there. I can't go and no other media members can go. But I'm mentioning this because I've talked about it. It's basically combining pro day in the combine. So players uh, that are um, there can do all of the combine drills that they normally wouldn't be able to do if it was held in Indianapolis. But what was really interesting to me, so you have all those events, but there's a ton of players this year. So I expected four. And usually what happens at Boston College is you get guys from like Harvard or UMass. They all come in and, and kind of combine everyone into one pro day. And they kind of host the regionals for that. This one's only for Boston College players. But there's a ton of players that are joining Hunter Long, Isaiah McDuffie, Max Richardson's, and Max, Max Roberts. So there's a bunch of players from last year that are also going to go through the drills. And I think they're doing this because they didn't get a chance to last year. I don't think I don't believe there was a pro day last year. I might be wrong. But those players are Nolan Borgerson, Mediala Track, Chris Garrison, Ben Glines, John Phillips, Elijah Robinson, and Dwayne Scott, and then Cliff Kirker. <laughs> I looked at Cliff Kirker's name, and no offense, and if he's listening, I apologize. I, I, I've covered this team how many years now? Eight years? And I, I usually can even if it's a walk-on i'm usually pretty uh aware of names i just like who is that um but he was a part of the team he was a umass lowell transfer from 2019 so uh, good luck to all those guys um you know there's some names on there from last year that i was like you know i i wondered if they'd ever you know get a chance john phillips was a big one because i thought john phillips last year was gonna get drafted and he never did and ben glines I, you know he's a kid that if he has a good workout could could turn some uh could turn some heads so it'll be interesting to see how these guys do um and good luck to all those players that are performing at uh pro day on friday and i'll have full coverage and i'm gonna have um mitch wolf joining me on monday to talk about pro day and what his analysis you know he kind of d- jumps in and talks about a lot of that on his brawl network website now the last you know again someone's asked me before you know to talk about some of the teams that i don't usually cover and i you know to be honest i'm not going to jump in and and give you full analysis on on the volleyball team or give you analysis on on swimming but if i see events that pop up uh, or games i'll just get i'll shoot out a, a quick shout out so the big one today uh, was field hockey who played Northeastern and won seven three. They dominated, and there were um, three young ladies had a heck of a game. Margot Carlin, Elizabeth Warner, and Luis uh, Lacawalal each scored two goals each. So congratulations to field hockey. I know that they're doing really well this year. Um, they're number sixteen in the country. They're going to play Louisville next. So congratulations to the field hockey squad. I want to make sure you get your shout out here on the podcast. In a moment, we're going to talk about all sorts of roster movement in basketball and football. But before we do, I want to chat with you about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a place that you need to go if you want to do work on your car. Why spend 30, 50, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? 
you can head on over to rockauto.com and get reliably low prices that are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. And the best part about rockauto.com, it's easy to navigate. You can go on their website, find the make and model of your car, and boom, everything that's available for your car is listed nice and easy for you to find. They have everything from control modules, brake parts, to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Now all you need to do, go over to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write LOCKED ON in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Let me tell you about another podcast on the Locked On Network. I've talked about this podcast a lot. If you haven't checked them out, I really recommend it. Check out Locked On Today. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski, who's an amazing host, and he gives you all the updates on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. Tomorrow, I'm going to give you our Five Star Friday. And I've seen a few names pop up already. And what what is Five Star Friday? If you've missed it on some of the other podcasts, I've talked about it. Head on over to Apple iTunes. If you give us a five-star review and write a little bit of like, you know, why you like the podcast, I'll give you a shout out on tomorrow's show. So all you have to do, and I think you got to do it probably uh, as soon as you hear this, because I think it takes like 24 hours to register, is put in your name, Write a five, give a five star review and a review, and I will give you a shout out. I'll, t- I'll, I'll sing the praises to you, and it helps the podcast out tremendously if you do that. So, thank you. Now, let's jump in. We're going to talk about recruiting and transferring here. So, first of all, let's talk about transfers. Now, yesterday's show, I had already previewed that, um, Brevin Galloway, a, tra- a transfer from uh, College of Charleston, was thinking of committing to Boston College. He had a BC in his finalists along with Kansas State, VCU, Vanderbilt, and Hofstra. And he made his decision last night at 8 p.m. and he picked Boston College. So Earl Grant gets his first recruit or transfer to come in. As I said yesterday, you know, you're not going to get a ton of 2021 recruits. You might find one here or there. So you're going to have to build through the transfer portal. Now, now, Brevin Galloway sounds over the moon to play for his, his coach again. And I've talked about what he could and could not bring for the team, but here is what he had to say. He talked to the postandcorea.com about his decision. He said, It came down to the relationship I had with Coach Grant, Galloway told 24-7 Sports. I've known him since I was 10 years old, and obviously he trusts me, even after knee surgery. When I tore my ACL, he still wanted me to come there and play in the ACC, and he trusted me. So that was really the deal breaker for me. Also, playing in the ACC is a crazy experience and an opportunity I couldn't turn down, so I'm excited about it. He also said, Grant wants me to come in there and produce an average anywhere from 14 to 17 points per game. He's going to put me in the position to be a scorer. I'm going to be have to, I'm going to have to be able to produce, and I really don't know who is returning or what guys will we have as of now, but he knows I'm more than capable of scoring 15 a night in the ACC. I'm just trying to get my name out there and be a scorer and playmaker, so I'm excited. So I apologize. That was actually 247 Sports and... Uh, postandcardiac.com got those quotes for them. So the the credit should go to 247 Sports. But that kind of tells you where uh, Galloway's mind was. He picked Boston College because he, you know, of his relationship with Earl Grant. And from what I've heard, he has 2.2 steals per game. He's a defensive-minded player. So, you know, you're looking at these players and you're hoping that you can get some of these uh, gritty guys that can do both ends of the court better than what we had last year. I think Galloway could be a good one. And, you know, 
is he going to turn BC into a contender? Probably not. But is he a, a good cog in the wheel of what Boston College needs to turn this roster around? I think so. I think he sounds like a good player, a good, reliable guy that Earl Grant trusts and can do a lot of different things. So it's a good piece, and I think that's a good uh, getting uh, recruiting off on the right foot. Now, the next piece of recruiting news has to do with C.J. Felder. Now, he is on his way out, it sounds like. Now, he, obviously, he went into the transfer portal on Sunday, and immediately his, you know, his phone sounds like it blew up. And from what I've heard, you know, for college basketball, it sounds like it blows up a little bit before they even announce it, but that's kind of on the down low. But he got some really big um, interest from some big programs, which kind of cues to me that he's probably on his way out. Now, he had a virtual visit with Texas A&M, according to Jane Weingarter of um, StockRisers.com, and he had one as well at with Xavier. And it sounds like he's going to have a virtual visit with the Florida Gators as well. On top of all that, he's already been communicating with Georgia, Murray State, Virginia, LSU, and Cincinnati. So, I mean, you look at those schools and you say, as long as like one of them fits, he's going to end up there instead of Boston College. I just can't imagine he's going to go, oh, yeah, I'm a Southern guy and I've you know played on two miserable teams. I'm going to go back to Boston College for a fan base that's been kind of meh when I have all these like big-time programs that really want me. So... It, that the writing seems like it's on the wall with Felder that he could be, but you never know. He said he would consider coming back, so maybe Grant can can sell him on that. The last piece of basketball transfer news has to do with Tyler Kolick of George Mason, who is the reigning A10 Freshman of the Year. I talked about him yesterday. Now, some interesting news has been kind of percolating, and I'm still trying to figure out if it's realistic or not, but. One of the things that I've heard is that there's been some buzz that maybe Dave Paulson, the former George Mason head coach that was recently fired this year, um, could end up at Boston College and kind of as a package deal, Kolick would come with him because that was the player that he recruited. Now, that's not a bad deal. I mean, I know some of you were ripping the A-10, which I don't get, but Kolick is good. He's a good shooter. He's what you need. And again, you know, this is not a scrub and the A-10 is a good conference. Um, you bring him in and Paulson has quite the history uh, with the Northeast uh, Northeast area. You know, he played at Williams. He knows the area. I've heard buzz that he has uh, good relationships with a lot of the schools around here. So, you know, one of the knocks on Earl Grant was that he didn't know many of the local coaches and he doesn't know much about this area. You get a guy like Dave Paulson in here to kind of do that piece and then you kind of fix that issue. And if you bring in Kolick with him, that's a two-for-one deal. That's pretty sweet right there. So uh, those were all my basketball news, and it's like coming fast and furious. Obviously, when you have 700-plus guys in the transfer portal, um, the 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 BC being linked to all these different players and all this other stuff, it's going to be coming out fast and furious. And I'm going to try to get as much of it up on the website as I can so you can kind of see who BC's targeting and where they're at. Uh, but it's it's tough. It's a lot of it. Now, let's, let's quickly go to football. Now, I, if you've been listening to this podcast, this news isn't new to you because I think it was Monday's episode when I was talking about uh, Boston College and uh, their recruiting news. I listed two guys I thought would be committing soon, and one of them I told you would be committing before the other, and that was CJ Klingscales. CJ Klingscales is a uh, athlete, and I've been told he was recruited as a running back when I talked to CJ. 
um, who is from Buford, Georgia. He's a three-star with offers from Colorado, I think it was Kansas State, and a bunch of other uh, Power 5 schools. He's three-star. Um, you know, I talked to him for the last couple of weeks. He visited Boston College over the last two weeks uh, on an unofficial visit because he can't officially visit yet. And it sounded like to me when he talked to me that he was going to commit, and he did. So he made his pledge today. He's going to be coming. Now, the big news with Clink Scales is that you know he's obviously going to be a, a good player, and I I love his film. Is that his? He has a teammate too that could also be part of a package deal. That's VJ Payne, who's a at safety slash linebacker kind of playing that hybrid role. And I talked to CJ today and I was like, so are you, are you trying to push for your, your buddy to come? And he was like, he's like, yeah, I mean, I talk to him every day about it. Uh, so maybe, maybe VJ Payne will be the next one. So that's some exciting news for, for BC football. Check out my full interview. I talked to CJ Kling skills. I've talked to him quite a few times um, on the site and um, got his perspective of why he picked Boston college and why he, um, decided now to do it. And a lot of it had to do with coaching respect. You know, you can hear about what he had to say about Jeff Halfley. Go to bcbulletin.com. You can find that article. Now, in a moment, we're going to talk about the safeties. You know, we're talking about VJ Payne here. Um, and I want to talk about what the depth looks like this year for Boston College. But before we do, let me tell you about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And just a hint, tomorrow, we're going to go over BetOnline.ag's lines for the college hockey tournament. They ha- they released their lines. I'm going to put them up on BCBulletin.com, but what the odds are for Boston College. You're going to want to check that out. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on over to BetOnline.ag and Make your first deposit and you'll receive a $50 welcome bonus on your first one. All you have to do is use promo code LOCKEDON. Head on over to betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Next up, it is Built Bar Madness time. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all its bars. And I just tried raspberry almond cheesecake the other day. It's covered in white chocolate. It is amazing. If you have not, they're on sale right now on the website. You got to try these. These are up there right now. It's one of my favorites. Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness time. Today's matchup is Mint Brownie versus Coconut Puff. Now, if you've listened to this podcast, you know I have an affinity for anything coconut. And Mint Brownie is good but coconut puff is amazing. And the puff ones, they're puff lines. They're like a softer, chewier bar. Like the regular ones are che- are nice and they're not like really chewy. But these ones are like soft and like really like they just kind of like disintegrate in your mouth. So coconut puff is amazing. So you got to check that out. That's my winner. Now, what do you think? Head on over to BuiltBar.com and make your selection. And use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15. Are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft host Trevor Sakema and Benjamin Solak as they give you their lo- latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
This is Locked On Boston College. If you do not already, follow us on Twitter at Locked On BC, and you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Boston College SI. So I've told you before, I sometimes, I listen back to my podcasts and I catch things I do. You know, for a while I was saying kid all the time and I was like, why am I doing that? <laughs> I got to change that. Or I say talk about, I say that all the time and I'm, I'm very conscious about these things. Now, yesterday I noticed I started to tell a story and then in the middle of me like prepping it while well, kind of like revving up to it, I totally dropped it. So I was telling you about Jaden Lars Woodbay's um, comments during the podcast. I mean, during the press conference and how he was, you know, talking about being on that Netflix show. The part I wanted to tell you that, that I mean, that's fine in itself. But the really fun part was someone asked him about was he excited to play Florida State, and his reaction was the best. He just said, "Playing them on November twenty eighth or whatever the date is." He just said the date. I was like, "Ooh." He's he's got that circled on his calendar at home, and Jaden must really be an- anxious to go and get back at some of the players and uh, the coaches that at that staff. Um, you know, I I don't know what the story was with Jaden and why he left Florida State, but I know that a lot of players seemingly got out of there fast, and there seemed to be the players that didn't want to be there really didn't want to be there. Um, so he, I, I'm guessing when BC faces off against Florida State later in the year, he's going to have a little extra juice in his step. Why should I tell you? Let's have Jaden say it himself. You'll hear Rich Thompson and his grainy phone to start this off, but Jaden starts it off uh, right after that. We'll go next to Rich. Hey, will you be able to provide some uh, good intelligence for when BC plays Florida State? November 20th. So why did I bring this up? Well, obviously I wanted to get back to a story that I didn't finish on Jaden Lars Woodby, but also because I wanted to talk about the secondary. We've gone, you know, position by position this spring to get, to give you a lowdown on my, you know, initial thoughts about uh, the, the, the secondary and to look at where Boston College is at each of these spots. Now, secondary of all positions, you know, wide receiver, they're stacked. Offensive line, they're stacked. But I think the secondary is right up there and definitely the most complete unit Boston College has on defense. Now, you look at what they have returning. They have everyone from last year returning. You know, Mike Palmer decided he's coming back. Um, Jamin Muse is back. You have Deion Jones again. You have all your cornerbacks. And then you add in Jaden Lars Woodbay, who is a five-star recruit to the squad. And you look at them and you look at the coaches with Azar Abdul-Rahim and Jeff Halfley with that being his bread and butter. And you say, this group could ha- honestly be as special as that wide receiver group. Because I see so much talent up and down that group that I think they could be dominant and they could fix they could be a major reason why this defense takes the next takes the next step next year. So let's look at that. You have I think three excellent defense defensive backs led by Brandon Sebastian. Now Brandon Sebastian does a lot of things really well. He is that quiet shut down cornerback who's also a leader in the locker room. And you know you you talk to Jaden, Jaden ta- and, and Brandon, they were both talking about how Brandon is the kind of he's the alpha dog in that that locker room. And Brandon doesn't do a ton in terms of getting big stats. 
but he shuts down players. He does the little things. And, you know, I think he had one game last year where he had like seven pass defenses. So he can be dominant. But when you look at him, I think it's fair that you need to also look at 1B, which is Josh DeBerry, who I have to say, I was a little, you know, last year I did not give him the credit that he deserved before that season, but he opened my eyes in 2020 and he had the heck of a season for BC. Really, really good cornerback. So you have two solid cornerbacks. And then you add in, in the slot, you have Elijah Jones, who really adds more to that that feel. And I think that's going to be interesting to see what he can do. Now you have four safeties. And I think why, you know, you go, oh, what is Jeff Halfley going to do with all these safeties? That's too many. Now, a traditional defense, you might have, you know, two, maybe three. But remember, Jeff Halfley loves to cycle guys in and out. And it's great because it keeps guys fresh. So I would not be surprised in the least if you see all four of those guys coming in and out in, or doing, you know, sub packages or situational football or, you know, maybe a guy gets banged up and you got all these other guys. That's excellent. That's good depth. Okay. And I, you look at all of that and then you add in all of these freshmen. I mean, the defensive back group that they brought in has every chance to be as special as any other group Boston College has had in the in recent memory. You have C.J. Burton, who is obviously their highest rated recruit, who, who chose Boston College over Florida and Alabama. He's there early. I've seen pictures of this kid. He does not look like a kid that's right out of high school. He is in good shape, and he looks ready to go. So he's there. You have... Bryce Steele playing that kind of tweener role. You have Jalen Cheeks coming in. You you know, so there's a lot of depth. And that plays so well into what Jeff Halfley wants to do on defense, which is to, you know, get different guys in there, get different personnel groupings in. And I think that's going to set this group up to be really special. And you may not hear a ton about them because they're just going to do their thing and they're going to play well. But this is a group I think that is very, very talented. And there's a lot of NFL level talent coming out of this group. Deion Jones was their best, probably their best defender last year. And he didn't get a lot of credit for it. But, you know, I talked to a source at BC, uh, one of my guys I talked to, and he was saying, yeah, Deion was the the defender last year. When they when he went down in that injury, I think it was against Virginia, you know, that defense kind of went on off off the rails. So he was an excellent get last year for Azul Adore him and Jeff Halfley to bring from Maryland. Now, one little side note um, on defense that I noticed during practice, and I saw I wouldn't have noticed it unless Max Richardson brought it up on Twitter. It sounds like Cam Arnold is starting to work out at linebacker. Um, I didn't know that before. You know, he was a defensive back last year, and he did a nice job. He filled in a lot when there was injuries on the team. Uh, but I, Cam Arnold might be a guy that ends up playing like the Bryce Steele, the Jamin Muse uh, tweener role, and we'll 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 get to see more of him this year. So that was just an interesting note I saw, and thank you, Max Richardson, for bringing it up because I didn't notice that. Uh, but that was just um, some of my notes on the secondary, which I think will be something to watch this year. Now, thank you all. Tomorrow is uh, is our Friday show. We're going to preview the Frozen Four, where or the hockey tournament, it's not Frozen Four yet, between Boston College and Notre Dame. We have a weekend series against Clemson and baseball. And we have so much more that we can talk about that we're going to hit up on that show. So you're going to want to check that out. Make sure you follow us and like us I, um, on any of your 
podcast networks. And as I said, as always, make us part of your routine. I see more and more of you listening and, and giving feedback on this. I love it. I love getting your feedback on the show. Um, and we'll, we'll talk more about things that you want to talk about if you if you give us feedback. Because that, that's the only way that I can to get more. And I want to get more uh, you know guests on the show and things like that. And I want to know what you guys want. So thank you all. I'll see you all again for another show tomorrow. Take care, everyone. <laughs>